Hello, everyone. Welcome to It's the Real Deal podcast. Thank you for joining me. My name is Caleb Gartsky, and I'm I'm just so excited, as always, because the word is so exciting. So the message today, uh, this podcast, is actually, I recorded this, I believe it was uh, months ago, and I'm just excited to share it with you today. Uh, going back through the archives and just thought, this is the one for today. So take a listen and be encouraged on not fearing. Proverbs 3, Proverbs 3, verse 5. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your paths. That's verse 5 and 6. And the thing I've been looking at this, I've really been thinking about how we shouldn't fear. How fear is like perverted faith. It's a belief in something to harm, but our belief is supposed to be in, in God. Our trust is supposed to be in God and his ability to bless. When we're in fear, we can't be in faith. We can't be trusting God when we're in fear. It just doesn't work. So let's break this down here. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Well, that leaves no room for fear. You know, Jesus said, remember when Jesus said in John 14, 27, peace I leave with you, my peace I give unto you. Not as the world gives do I give unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. If Jesus said this, and we couldn't do this, if we couldn't not be afraid with his help, then that's misleading. Why would you say, don't let your heart be troubled if we can't do it? No, we can do it. We have to rely on the Holy Spirit, have to rely on the, the Lord, of course, to help us. We can't do anything on our own. We are nothing without Him. But with Him, we can do all things. Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So, Jesus said, don't let your heart be troubled, in John 14.27. And here in Proverbs 3, verse 5, it says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. So if we're trusting with all of our heart in the Lord, there is no room for fear. If we're truly trusting in the Lord with all of our heart. And it says, lean not on your own understanding. Well, when fear comes, sometimes we're trying to work things out on our own. There's certain situations where we're trying to do it on our own, trying to figure out how to do it on our own. So we have to put that aside and not lean on our own understanding. There are so many situations that everyone, I'm sure, can relate to that they've where they could easily have just trusted on their their own abilities and their own understanding but they put that aside and trusted in the Lord and biblical accounts would be Abraham we have Moses we have Joshua we have King David and the list goes on and on Esther they did not lean to their own understanding. To specifically point out Abraham, when he took his son Isaac up to the mountain, and he was going to sacrifice him, he said, well, this is the promised child. I'm paraphrasing here, but this is what he, he did. I mean, this is the promised child. 
If I kill him, the Lord's going to have to raise him back up. That's the only thing there is to it. He's going to have to save him. He's going to have to bring him back to life. Well, when did Abraham ever see anyone raised from the dead? Uh, to my knowledge, there's no recording that he had ever seen anyone raised from the dead. When had Abraham seen anybody raised from the dead? I mean, really. To my knowledge, to our knowledge, from the word, he didn't. But he said, the Lord can raise him up. The Lord is going to raise him up if I kill him because he's he's supposed to make me the father of many nations from this child. As many as the stars in the heaven, as many as the sand on the seashore. So look at that faith. That is not, that is that is what this verse says in Proverbs 3, verse 5 and 6. It, it, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Abraham was doing that. He's not leaning to his own understanding. And his all in all his ways, he acknowledged the Lord, and the Lord directed his paths, and it always worked out for him, and for all the others too. For those who trusted in the Lord and didn't lean to their own understanding, there's also generals like Jehu and, and others in the Old Testament, um, leaders of, of the army of Israel and of Judah, that looked to the Lord and trusted the Lord more then they trusted the natural circumstances. When does it make sense? And then you have Jehoshaphat. When does it make sense for Jehoshaphat or for any person to go out with the praise team, to go out, put the singers and the worshipers ahead of your army to go out to the battle? Well, it only makes sense if you're trusting in the Lord and not leaning to your own understanding. And if in all your ways you're acknowledging Him and allowing Him to direct your paths. And then, of course, verse 7 right here in Proverbs 3 says, Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. If we would just get a revelation, and I'm talking to myself here as much as anybody else, that trusting in the Lord is going to profit us there are so many times in the Word that things didn't make sense. We look at the Word sometimes. All of us can look at the Word and think, well, that was in Bible days. That was, you know, back when the Lord appeared to people in, in the smoke and in the fire and, you know, the pillar of fire by night, the pillar of cloud of, of smoke during the day. That was back when there was these signs and these wonders. And nowadays, what do we have? Oh, we just have the Holy Spirit. It was prophesied in Joel, in the book of Joel, that the Lord would pour out His Holy Spirit on the sons and the daughters. And then Peter, on the day of Pentecost, told the people listening that we're not drunk as you suppose, but we're filled with the Holy Ghost. This is what was prophesied by the the prophet Joel. So, the Holy Spirit has come to indwell us. We easily, we have it so easy compared to what they had back then. They had to always run to the prophet. The prophet then had to go to the Lord and seek the Lord. We can go directly to the throne of grace where we can obtain mercy and grace to help in a time of need. We have a much better covenant because of Jesus. Because of the Lord Jesus Christ, we have a better covenant now than they had back in the Old Testament. 
and look at all the times that they trusted in the Lord with all their heart. They didn't lean on their own understanding. They acknowledged him, like Joshua and Caleb. They said, uh, it doesn't matter what it looks like. I don't care what these other ten spies said. We were there too, and we can take this land. Joshua and Caleb saw the giants. They saw the fortified cities. It didn't phase them one bit because the Lord said, go in there. It's yours. Take it. And they were doing exactly what this verse says. They were trusting the Lord with all their heart. They were trusting in that word that the Lord had said. They were not leaning on their own understanding of what they saw, what they felt, what they heard. They weren't going by the natural senses. They weren't going by what the taste, touch, feel, um, see, hear, whatever. They weren't going by all the... Uh, the natural th- natural things, natural senses, they're going with, in all your ways, acknowledge him. And he'll direct your paths. Don't lean on your own understanding. Don't be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. And you can read about that very thing of the report coming back from the 12 spies and the 10 giving the evil report. And there was Joshua and Caleb giving the the report, the good report, the report that lined up with what the Lord had said, that's in Numbers 14. And the ten giving the evil report. And God called that report evil. He called that report evil. Wow. It's like all they were doing was just saying what they saw. Maybe some feelings. Maybe some fear was coming on them. Oh, there's some big guys. Wouldn't want to tangle with them. Better go back and tell the rest of the Israeli camp the, what we've seen here. They were just reporting what they, what anyone else would do in the world. And God said it was evil. Hmm. And you can, of course, go look that up for yourself. So I just wanted to give some scriptures here on not fearing. And, of course... You can go back and uh, I want to give some scriptures here on not fearing. The first one, and you may know some of these, but it's always good for us to never think that we've arrived. That we just, oh, we understand now everything in the scripture. I have done the 365-day Bible reading course, and I now know everything. Who can understand like me? No, no, no. You got to make sure not to get into that. So, even if you heard these scriptures before, it's always good to try to listen to them like you haven't heard them and see what more you can pull out of it. Second Timothy 1.7, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound Mind. Psalms 118, verse 6. The Lord is on my side. I will not fear. What can man do to me? Psalms 27, 1. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Uh, 
Isaiah 35, verse 4, say to those who are fearful hearted, be strong, do not fear. Behold, your God will come with vengeance, with the recompense of God. He will come and save you. And Luke twelve thirty two, do not fear, little flock, for it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Hebrews 13, verse 6. So we may boldly say, The Lord is my helper. I will not fear. What can man do to me? Proverbs 29, verse 25. The fear of man brings a snare, but whoever trusts in the Lord shall be safe. Psalms 56, 11. In God I have put my trust. I will not be afraid. What can man do to me? Psalms 112, verse 7. He will not be afraid of evil tidings. His heart is steadfast, trusting in the Lord. Isaiah 26, verse 3. You will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on you, because he trusts in you. In Mark 5.36, do not be afraid, only believe. And this is, that's where Jairus was, his little daughter had just died. He got the, the report from his uh, servant and said, why trouble the master anymore? Your daughter is dead. And I'm sure fear gripped him. We've all felt that. It's terrible. It's a feeling that you never want anyone you love to, to feel. We've all felt it. Do not be afraid. Only believe. Because if he had gotten into fear and said, it's over... Jesus wouldn't be able to to work. He wouldn't be able to come to his house and raise his daughter from the dead because Jairus was the one that had asked Jesus to come in the first place. His faith in what Jesus could do had compelled him to come to him. And so now, so now if he gives up, what can Jesus do? I know there's been teachings that Jesus does whatever he wants. In the context of this story, in the context of the disciples' accounts, in the, the context of the whole written word of God, that doesn't line up. Jesus only did what people allowed him to do. Sometimes there was a situation where Jesus would just would go and just heal someone out of compassion. And sometimes it said that he saw their faith when they lowered the man down through the roof. I believe that's in Matthew chapter 9. And they lowered the man down through the roof in Matthew chapter 9. And he said he saw their faith. 
that was the faith of the man lowered down through the roof and the men that had brought him. The friends, it says, that had brought him. What I'm saying is, fear in Jairus' situation would have shut down what Jesus could do. And what I was saying earlier, you cannot be in faith if you're in fear. And we can all relate to this. You wake up in the middle of the night with some weird feeling. It's the feeling of fear. Now, it's not a sin to have that feeling, but if you yield to it, I'm not going to try to draw a line of when you're sinning, but that's up to the Lord. I'm just saying that if we're in fear, we're not in faith, and we're definitely not trusting God. We're we're afraid that something else is, has more power to harm us than God has to protect us. We're believing that something has more power to harm us than God has power to protect us. And if we're in that that vein of thinking, yielding to the feelings, yielding to the fear and the feelings, then we're not in faith and we're really yielding to the devil. And I'm not trying to say that you're evil or I'm evil if we do that, but we've all done it. But it it is bad and wrong to yield to fear, especially since Jesus has told us not to be afraid. This is a command. Can't you hear the, the voice of command here? Do not be afraid. Only believe. So we must not yield to fear. Fear can shut us down. But faith in God and trust in what God can do can open the door to Him, to God, to do more in our life, to do good things in our lives. So don't be afraid. Only believe. I hope this is helping somebody. It's helping me. And at least, hopefully, it's reinforcing what we've seen in the Word. In Philippians 4, 6, it says, Be anxious for nothing. Whoa. Be anxious for nothing? (laughs) Whoa. I mean, that's... Wow, that's a tall order. I mean, nothing? Are you sure it says that? Uh, That's what it says. It says, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. I hope I've done a good job of explaining this and maybe it'll even another one, another podcast will come out of this, uh, same, you know, same message, same topic of trusting the Lord, because I think it's so vital.